Welcome to Secondhand Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Mountain Sage, and I'm here with... Oh, hi, it's Biggie Size, back again. How you doing, Mountain? Pretty good. Uh, Just waking up, having a fun old time. Uh, Yeah, pretty good. How you doing, So far, we've... uh... With the uh, us prepping, and now I guess it's been about five minutes. I haven't heard a cough. Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, well, I got diagnosed with uh, something. I can't ever remember the name of it. Let me Google it real quick. Chronic azonophilic pneumonia, or something. Whoa. Uh, it's basically just inflammation of the lungs, and it traps like this white blood cell in the walls or something. Some oh, weird things. But, uh, I got prednisone, which is like a little oral steroid thing that I got to take for like a month, and uh, hopefully that'll make it go away. Nice, nice. Are you noticing any difference so far? Oh, God, yeah. Good, <laughs> good. Like, I, I still cough if I get like a loud or laugh or something, but, uh, yeah, I can actually breathe, which is a welcome change. <laughs> definitely man bless your heart well that's good to hear it's all starting to get worked out yeah finally thank god <laughs> good i was tired of that yeah don't blame you man how's your life biggie what are you doing oh man it's been mostly work honestly uh i've got a big uh project going on at work so i've been putting in about 12 13 hour days and about 10 mm. hours during the weekend so it's 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 been a lot but it's good it's good to finally get this project going to get it knocked out because it's going to help our company quite a bit but uh well i haven't been doing that been playing league of legends with uh, megan and we're uh, my wife megan and um we're trying to she's trying to get out of iron i'm trying to get out of bronze we're getting there but, uh, you know, it, it's a slog, as always, for a, a newish season. Yeah. Did the new season just start in League, or is it? I don't it's about half, much anymore. It's, oh, no, it's, uh, it started mid-January, I believe, so we're approaching halfway-ish. Mm. Uh, so, like, everyone's kind of, at this point, they're in their place. It's like, it's so tough to play uh, first week. Because everyone's just like jumping in hardcore. You just get a mix of people who are really good, really bad. And, you know, it's that's the way to get around March-ish, I think. Because everyone's kind of gotten in their places and and uh, it's just not as crazy. Uh, you know, but that's, that's yeah. just me. Yeah, I, man. League of Legends is one of those games. Like, uh, I want to play it, kind of, because like I get really into it. But it's also like makes me want to kill myself, so I don't want to play it. <laughs> and it's like, God, I'm wasting so much fucking time when I should be doing other stuff. I know it, man. I know it. And that's it's so funny. Like when I first moved to Texas, like I didn't, you know, I didn't know anyone here, and so and I finally had internet. Uh, and because uh, I had my parents, we lived out in the boonies. We didn't have a uh, uh, cable internet, mm-hmm. so gaming was just a no go. Uh, 
So there. when I got down here, I was like, oh, I guess I'll do League of Legends. I'll give it a shot. All my friends are playing it. And I just got like sucked into it so hardcore. And Megan would come down. She'd see me play. And she's like, you just play a lot of League. I'm like, it's a lot of fun. You should try it. She's like, no, no. And uh, I finally got her to play like uh, one game. And I looked at her like, you want to play another? She's like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> she just like she understood at that point just how addicting it could be. But you were totally right. It is. Um, you can get the highest highs from that game, but oh my god, there's some terrible lows, and it's Incredible bad when you're just lows. on a losing streak and you lose uh, rank, and you're like, God, what am I doing with my life right now? Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally agree, and I, I kind of. I don't play like I used to. I, I get burnt out pretty quick on games, but it's starting to kind of get that itch again. So we, we've been playing, actually doing pretty well. Uh, we play bot lane. She she does support. I play AD, and she, she's by far a way better support than I am AD. She gets my ass out of situations all the time, but uh, it's fun. It's fun, but she, this <laughs> that's the only game that gets me tilted. Like, I can handle other games that, like just doing bad, but in League, it's like, it's slow enough where I see a situation happen and I know what I should do. And then when I know I don't do the thing I should, I get pissed at myself. I'm like, (laughs) you know, I should, I should know better than that. And it just, then you have to just sit there, especially late game. And you're like, man, I'm such a moron. (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's one of those things. I remember when I first started playing league, I don't remember the year exactly, probably like 2009, 2010, maybe. I don't remember when it came out, but uh, it was me and a bunch of my friends who were, we were all in the Navy at the time, and I remember we started playing League, and we got super addicted to it, and then like two weeks later, we had to fucking go out to sea for like a month or two, so we were like looking up builds on like this super shitty ship internet and trying to figure (laughs) out like all this stuff. (laughs) Cause like, and then we got home, and uh, all of it was useless because they patched things and changed all the items and shit. Oh goodness, yeah, I'm curious about that. Like, what, like, when you're out to sea, like, what was what was the internet situation? Do you have like so much you can use, or to just if you're off hours, you can do whatever you want? Uh, well, it's a funny situation because uh, we were intel. I was an intelligence specialist, and so. Uh, we had two types of internet. We had normal internet and secret internet. And then we had, um, <clears throat> because we were like a priority shop, we had a better internet connection than everybody else, but it was still awful. I mean, it's like dial-up, basically. Oh, jeez. But, uh... I'm assuming you're going off satellite. Yeah. but Yeah, was- that... Man, that's you know that was my one saving grace when we lived out in the boonies was when uh, uh it went I think it was called Direct Way then it became HughesNet um but it was like finally broadband internet through satellite I'm like oh sweet Jesus I can finally play 1.6 I'm nope. so excited and uh, I actually get to play at home and not carry my computer to my dad's office to play and we got it set up and oh my god it was so bad like it's better than dial up but you could not game well, the only yes. thing speed wise not ping wise exactly exactly the only thing I could do was World of Warcraft. Uh, and I would actually, I could, I'd have to go plug my computer directly into the uh, modem 
And uh, <laughs> at that time, it was not Ethernet. Like, it wasn't an Ethernet out from the modem. It was USB. And I was so dumb because then you there was no real routers at the time you could use to broadcast a USB. And, and I just also didn't have any drivers that support it. And so it was just like I had to go and plug up my laptop. And even then, the ping was just atrocious. But I was like, at least I can play World of Warcraft. Yeah. We had, no, that satellite uh, internet's bad. Yeah, when I was I was living at my dad's house for a while, and we didn't have cable either. Uh, we lived in like a dead zone, and we couldn't really get well. We could get satellite, but we like uh, couldn't get phone signal or anything. So all we really had was DSL, and uh. it was from this uh, fucking no name company like. Uh, Yadkin Valley Telephone or some shit. Right. <laughs> and it was just the worst. Like, I was fucking calling every day. If, like, my dad was on the internet watching YouTube at the same time I was trying to play a game, like, the whole internet would shut out. <laughs> we Dude. had to... Oh. We had to get uh, a separate phone line for me just for my computer because, like, I would have to download a game on Steam. It would literally take like 30 hours. And like I would have to limit the bandwidth to like 756 kilobytes because if it went any higher, then I couldn't use the computer at the same time because all the internet was taken by Steam. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it sucks oh, so much. That is Part of the so reason I bad. moved out here and got fiber. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> one, Dude, one that's fiber. Points. Oh, God. Yeah, the first apartment we stayed down here, uh, that's the first time I had fiber. It was end-to-end fiber. It was so nice. I ended up, we have get a, um, uh, oh, shit, was a full full gig down, yeah. and uh, that was that was pretty sweet. I'm not the biggest fan of AT&T, but uh, that, that was pretty cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, we got like a, it's weird here. I live in uh, Salisbury in uh, North Carolina. And uh, the city actually owned the fiber, so it was, like, through the city. And they changed it, like, a year ago. They, like, leased it out to this other company who's not doing nearly as good a job. But um, apparently, little city Salisbury, North Carolina, had the fastest internet connection in the world almost. I could get a 10-gigabyte connection to my house if I wanted. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, I didn't because that was like $400 a month, and I just went with the one, but uh, <laughs> pretty fucking crazy that the whole city is routed for like 10 gigabyte. Oh, sure. No, it really is uh, uh, Chattanooga, where uh, I didn't live too far from. And Megan, <laughs> she she lived there. Uh, EPB was one of the early ones that was a, you know, owned by the city. They owned the fiber. They managed it all, and um, you know, that was one of the cases that were, that was uh put in as an example of just how well uh, municipalities handle that stuff when uh, AT&T and Comcast and all them were going against getting one get rid of all that they don't want that competition and yeah. uh, I can't remember that that was being thrown down in court uh, I guess it was last year it was making the headlines I can't remember how it all ended but you know basically saying should they be able to do this is it um, unfair competition and all that stuff but honestly they you know, like what you mentioned, as well as uh, EPB in Chattanooga. I mean, it's good stuff, and and the pricing was great. Like, I was comparing it. Like, we uh, company I worked for had a chain of uh, convenience stores, and we had AT and T DSL ran to there, and probably one of the better packages we could get. That was just like 
three megs or something mm-hmm. just atrocious like that and it was costing us uh 80 bucks a pop for all those locations and it was just so bad it was you know dsl is just not great yeah, where so. i was like we're getting rid of that we did epb for 40 dollars a month we were getting uh 100 megs of fiber and it was like it was like it's such a robbery you know right yeah it's uh yeah we had like at&t it doesn't i don't think it comes quite to my house but it's like down the road but uh <clears throat> there's weird shit with uh the laws in north carolina i'm not gonna get too into it but like um the city basically had to lease it to a company called Hotwire because they were kind of losing money on the thing because what their plan was was they were going to establish it in the city and then they were going to kind of uh, expand it out to like the nearby cities. And um, for some reason, there's a law in North Carolina that they can't do that. Um, huh. So like once it hit city limits, they could not go any further than that. And, like, the F- uh, FCC was involved in shit and uh, trying, like, I think that went up to, like, I don't know if it was the Supreme Court, but it went pretty high and I don't remember what happened. But, yeah, it's a, just a weird fucking, laws are just a mess. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, who knew? Running line in people's uh, backyards and over interstates. It's messy. It's not fun. <laughs> Google found that out with... Uh, Oh shit! What do they call it? Uh, uh, Google Fiber. The, yeah, uh, well, I don't. It was called something else, I think. But yeah, the, their fiber internet. Right. I, yeah, I can't remember what it was called either. Yeah, you know, they they pretty much uh, nixed any expansion of that. It's just it's tough, man. You know, comes down to who owns the poles, and you know, it's just very so much even just by city. It's just a mess. Yeah, that's why I'm interested. Have you heard about the uh, the SpaceX satellite things that they're doing? Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, reading a bit into that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm interested in that because the plan is to get uh, basically one gigabyte uh, broadband worldwide, I guess, with that. Right, right. And uh, actually not too bad because the satellites that they're launching, uh, they're actually in, or the plan, I guess, is for to be in a lower orbit than normal satellites. So there are going to be a lot more of them, and they're going to be closer to Earth, and they'll have a lifetime of, like, however long before they come crashing back down and burn up. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting because, like, uh, the normal satellites are way up there, you know, and that's why when you have satellite internet, your ping on everything sucks because it has so much time to travel to it. And with this one, it's supposed to be, uh, since it's so much closer to Earth, it's supposed to be a lot better. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting innovation going on with uh, internet deliverability. Uh, yeah, you know, five G coming up. Already... Oh, what's that? I said and five G and stuff coming up too. Oh yeah, exactly. I and mean, that's definitely part of it because you know a couple of years back, uh, Facebook wanted to have a bunch of drones flying around providing internet. Uh, it was mostly in third world countries, but you know it could be anywhere i guess if they wanted to and then google still has project loon going around and uh but yeah i think by far the most fascinating is with uh at&t t-mobile and verizon leading the uh short wave of the called nanometer uh 5g and that's basically uh putting in a bunch of repeaters in close proximity of each other and providing you know up to one gig of uh download speeds if not more 
and uh, and being focused mainly for home use. So, um, you know, I think there's a bunch of really good competition that's going to maybe make uh, cable, you know, traditional Internet, maybe a little more competitive because it's it's getting a a little pricey for what we're getting. uh, It's pricey. It's pricey. And the thing with the laws where they. Just like with Google, where they, you know, sue anybody who tries to compete and they're like you're tampering with our lines when you install ours and then it just gets held up in court for fucking years and like I think everyone who's trying to fix the internet situation is figuring out that they can't just deal with the fucking people who have like this monopoly sort of on it right now so yeah I'm glad people are just kind of bypassing it or figuring out how to get around it right right no I I totally agree I, I think the uh, maybe not this generation for like the uh, nanometer uh, internet. I forget what there's so many names for 5G and versions of yeah. 5G. It's I can't I can't remember them all, but <laughs> it, maybe it won't be quite this ver- this one. But I feel like the next one will definitely be good. And you know, so far tests that we're seeing of current 5G are not super impressive. But uh, but you know, then again, LTE wasn't super impressive when it first started. It takes some time to yeah. get the infrastructure completely up and going. But all I want, you know, I just want some more competition. You know, uh, I really like Charter. They've always been a big fan of mine, but they've been raising prices seems like almost every quarter and I'm getting a little tired of it. <laughs> and uh, I'm yeah. ready to see someone step up and say, uh, we're going to tap into your market. You know, maybe you need <laughs> to be a little, uh, a little nicer with your pricing strategy, but yeah, you know, who knows? It would be nice. It would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Uh, I think the only thing I've been playing really the last couple weeks is Mordhau. Oh, what you thinking of it? Uh, I like it. I don't think it's, uh, uh, how do I say this? Well, I play the, uh, the frontline thing, which is just chaos. And it's hard to look at it and be like, is this a game? that if I play more, I can really get good at. Because it's just kind of like a bunch of people running into each other, swinging their sword. Like, I don't right. know. So it, it's fun, but it's not like Counter-Strike or something, where it's like this small kind of squad-based, skill-based thing, you know? So it's fun. It's a good distraction. That's a That's probably what I can say about it. Sure. No, I think that's uh, that's definitely fair. I I picked it up too for a hot minute. Uh, it's fun, you know. Uh, definitely <laughs> a lot of uh, for honor vibes from it. And uh, t- for me, for me personally, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I think the game looks gorgeous. <laughs> uh, definitely seems like a lot of people are passionate about it. It's definitely takes some skill. There's a learning curve to it, and I respect that. There uh, is. I, I love the, um, well, I guess you call it the, I mean, the ultimate, the fighting, you know, being able to control your slashes, poke, fake an, an attack so you can change it up. Like all that stuff is so, so cool. But I agree with you. Once you get into the thick of it, like maybe it's just I'm not comfortable enough playing it. Um, 
But that just all goes out the window for me. Like, how in the world can I think about attacking, like slashing downward, then canceling my attack and then poking them with my sword when I've got like three other people trying to do the same things to me? And um, it's just it, it's overwhelming in a really cool way. But uh, personally, I, after the two hours I was kind of done, I just went ahead and returned it. <laughs> I don't do that very often. I just I tried. I had fun running around playing the guitar. Um, you know, it was fun kind of just dicking around. And uh, it was also a lot of fun just to wear nothing and have your little flute and running around. No one else can catch you. You just keep playing songs. It, that's a blast. But uh, ultimately, it's just not a game for me. I just cannot get into the um, blocking, parrying, attacking. No more than I could with For Honor. But other than that, for what it is, if someone enjoys For Honor... I think they get a kick out of this game. Yeah, uh, I really liked For Honor. I don't quite like this as much. Uh, it's more like Chivalry, if you played that back. Sure. However fucking long ago that was. Um, but, yeah, uh, I kind of hit like a wall after five hours. I was like, man, you just kind of fucking go and swing the sword or stab. And I was like, is that it? Because like, I did like the dueling server, and those were fun. But once you get like in the fucking thick of battle, like you were saying, then all that kind of just goes out the window anyway. But, um... Right. There's still, I've figured out there's still some things you can do, uh, and I went from having, like, a very even, like, kill-to-death ratio to now I've got usually, uh, maybe not quite twice as many kills as death, but things like, uh, when you swing, like, start swinging your sword, like, you have to turn super fast. Uh, like, turn all the way to the right or left to, like, uh, it'll make your sword hit sooner, uh, before they can block sometimes and things like that. So even once you get in the battle, like, you kind of start figuring out there's some things you can do, but I don't think it'll hold up. Like, I think people are already kind of reaching the top skill level of just swinging the sword and shit. There's, right. Yeah, there's, there's only so much. Right, right. I do like how many weapons, and, and even they tried their hardest to give uh, other play styles, and I gotta respect that. Like, you can, um, if you're not really wanting to do swords and, you know, up-close weapons, you can do a bow and, like, a crossbow, and it takes some, I mean, you can really wreck people, but it definitely takes some practice and yeah. uh, staying cool under pressure. But also, you can be an engineer to a degree, uh, you know, having like the hammer to go and build fortifications. You also got a toolbox. You can build some some walls and maybe in an area that's uh, not very fortified. Or you don't have a lot of cover. Like, I like that a lot. It just wasn't, it, it, at least in its current state, just wasn't enough, uh, you know, to give me some options, you know, to to help with engineering. I always felt like I, I, you know, I could build this little wall as much as I want, but you know, if five people are going to, you know, come at us, you know, they're going to get past this dinky little wall. There, there's, yeah. it's not really helping, uh, make like a choke point or anything because, you know, it's all stationary. The only things you can build are the little stationary walls, but even you can only build like three of them, I think. And it, that's just, it's not enough to, yeah. to make a meaningful difference. So uh, hopefully they'll build on that a bit. Maybe, maybe you can uh, build like a mini catapult or something. Just, just, just something else to actually make a noticeable difference. That's not just a, a defensive structure that can really be overtaken pretty easily. Yeah, 
And, uh, it's, I think it's going to be one of those games where, like, they started selling it and then they didn't realize it was just going to probably blow up like it did. So, yeah, I'm sure though, the they've got some, part. they've got, probably got some plans, uh, that they can now, you know, start putting things in now that they've got some money and resources, but it'll, it might take a minute. Yeah. Was I, um, was a streamer like championing it? Cause it just seemed like it came out of nowhere no and was super popular. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, while I was listening to, uh, just the okay K gamers when I think Wally had brought it up or something, like I was really surprised cause I'd, I'd never heard of it and uh i hadn't really been on twitch in a long time so i just wasn't sure if you know someone was on there championing it and that's what kind of got it popular or or just uh, it just kind of swelled up naturally i have no idea it just seems like it's just completely out of nowhere which i I like i'm happy to see another big one coming out and it's not a battle royale you know just kind of mix it up a bit so that that's nice yeah It, it does have a battle royale but i i didn't play it oh it does oh god i did not know that yeah, there's a uh, there's a battle royale. Uh, there's a horde mode where you find a bunch of AI things, and apparently they throw shit at you the whole time, like actual literal <laughs> shit. Oh, cool. Uh, and then frontline, and then you can go to servers for like one v one duels and stuff like that. I've just been playing frontline. I might try the other stuff later, but uh, sure. I don't know. I still don't. I still don't like battle royale. I hate that mode. <laughs> I hate that it's in everything. <laughs> If I ever asked you, what did you think of the um, uh, Battlefield Five Battle Royale? I didn't play it. Uh, by oh, the time gotcha. that came out, I was done with Battlefield Five. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you know, I thought it was okay. It, it was okay. It's just too little, too late. You know, I, I think it's actually they did a good job, and it had some really neat uh, concepts. But, uh, but you know. At this point, it's just not enough, and I'm with you. I'm just, I'm kind of tired of the genre. Yeah, um, me and Corey both were, I mean, if you listen to our past podcast, we were super into Battlefield Five for a, a while, and um, yeah, then they started changing shit, and they drove away, like, fucking all their player base, and then, then I just kind of lost faith, because I was like, well, it's EA, this is Battlefield, uh, they're already working on the next game. Like this game's not going to have any kind of longevity or anything. So like, fuck it. <laughs> but so by the time, like, uh, probably around new year's came out and I was just done with it because they ruined their own game. And, uh, wish they would have not done the battle Royale, wish they would have just focused on other stuff. But yeah, like I said, it's got like a two year life cycle and, uh, maybe the next one, who knows? Who knows? I got a question for you, Biggie, that I just remembered. Yeah, what's up? Why'd you cancel your podcast? <laughs> um, well, it felt like it was time. Um, you know, it's it was not an easy decision. It's it's one that I tr- struggled with quite a bit, and uh, talked about with uh, Guido. And, um, you know, it just, it ultimately just felt like it was, it was time to, time to end the pod. And also I've got, oh man, life is just insane <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, uh, I just, you know, it, it gets tough where you're, you're having to juggle a lot of things and you start thinking, well, I just, I don't feel like I can, I'm not doing my best. I just don't know if I can get there. And, um, 
you know, it, it's it's tough. It, it was painful, and I started getting pretty emotional at the end of that pod. Um, uh, just thinking, you know, you have this little little thing you you brought into the world, and you kind of hate to see it go. But there's just a point where maybe you can't even explain it, but you just have a feeling like you know it's it's the right time. You know, th- th- it's the time to do it. So, uh, so yeah, we we did it. But uh, you know, I'm proud. Almost uh, two and a half years. Um, 64 episodes and I'm very proud of it you know so it was a it was a good ride yeah it was one of my favorites I always listen to it I listen to uh-huh. uh, I listen to a lot of the episodes multiple times oh you're too kind <laughs> I learned a lot oh my god I learned so much from that pod uh, yeah I think every time I even doing this pod you know anytime getting behind the mic and and uh, quote unquote performing, you know, you, you kind of learn something different on uh, yourself and and how you think and how you act. And, uh, you know, it, it's a really neat experience that I push anyone to try because now that's the best time ever to do a podcast. You can do it for free. Hop on oh, anchor.fm. You can do it for free. Yeah. Uh, just get you an OK mic and you're set to go. But uh, it's it's fascinating. It's a really fascinating experience that I would recommend a lot of people to try. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was funny because two weeks ago at the end of the podcast, I was like, hey, Biggie, remember some of those movies I recommended to you? The very next week, he's like, I'd rather cancel my podcast and watch your fucking movies. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your movies. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Guido kept on... uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh god at the beginning of that episode he's like are, are we really gonna kill this thing i'm like yeah yeah we are <laughs> you can just keep on hearing him hint about it when we were going through the episode oh he was killing me but yeah but yeah just okay movies is gone at least for now you know who knows it could come back you know there's there's uh never saying never but uh didn't but even didn't now, even plug this podcast at the end of it just said i'm gone I'm sorry, man. I was, <laughs> dude, that whole episode between ending this pod and just being still emotional about Endgame, uh, it was uh, it, it was tough. Luckily, Guido stepped in because I was about to start tearing up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's uh, I, I'm very blessed. Everyone being so kind and uh, everyone's kind words about enjoying the pod and everything. And believe me, it's. Uh, uh, Helped me a lot, you know, hearing that. But uh, but who knows? It could be back later. Yeah, or uh, we can we can do movie stuff here sometimes. I mean, of course. I, oh, I yeah. like doing it. Uh, I would. I'll invite Guido and see if he'd like to do it to like um, maybe October, like when you guys were watching all the horror movies. Like we could do something sure. like that here, maybe. Sure. Because that was a fun time. Yeah, I yeah, like I think that's the one I was gonna miss the most is the uh, the Halloween episodes. Those were uh, those were a blast. Yeah, those were pretty good, especially because like you don't have much uh, uh, what's the word exposure, I guess, to horror stuff. Like you haven't watched a whole lot of them. Oh yeah, no, I, I haven't. It's really been the last five six years I've I've seen what I've seen out of you no know, horror genre. It's just never been my bag, but you know your your tastes kind of change as you get older and food and everything, and I think movies are included in that. And I started getting more of an enjoyment out of them. Um, I like, for instance, that movie Us. Is it Us, yeah, yeah uh, that's a movie that. I never 
I never would have watched it in the past just because I just wasn't interested. But man, it was so good. So good. Yeah, that's on my list. I want to see that. I love horror shit. I always have. We still got to get you to watch Aliens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still need to see Aliens. That was fun uh, watching Alien for the first time. That was a really well done movie. Uh, you know, I give uh, give old really Scott a hard time, but uh, <laughs> he, he had something at, for for a time. He had something. <laughs> or maybe the people he had with him had something and he's just uh riding their creativity who, who knows still to, is ridley scott a hack <laughs> guido just starts laughing his ass off whatever he's saying <laughs> yeah yeah my my uh my thoughts have gotten some very interesting correspondence from people which i always found very entertaining um in most cases, I don't believe the shit that even comes out of my mouth, but that that was one I do stand behind. I, I think I think he gets a bit more credit than he deserves, but that's a topic for another time. <laughs> well, since we're talking about movies and shit anyway, uh, what have you been watching? What have you been up to? That one? Not a yeah, whole I don't lot. Know what uh, Megan and I watched that uh, Ted Bundy movie that's on Netflix. Uh, extremely wicked hateful guy something it's that's like extremely wicked surprisingly evil or something like that i can't remember the name right. of it that sounds about right the ted bundy movie with uh zach efron of high school musical fame um it's not very good <laughs> and that's that's a bit dis- i hate to say that and i've been sitting here <laughs> trying to figure out why um I guess about a couple months ago, I'd heard, I heard another podcast I absolutely love is Last Podcast on the Left. You know they do a oh, really yeah. good they're job. Oh, they're they're so good. I had to, I've been going through their entire catalog. I think I'm up to like 170 now. I can't remember. Yeah, that, I've um, listened to their whole catalog probably like four times. Very nice. Oh, they're very talented. They do a lot of good hard research. I really respect them for that. Um, but they had done the Ted Bundy one, and they—I think they did a pretty good job covering everything. And you know, some of it I knew, but a lot of it I didn't. Uh, and they did a good job of it. Whereas now, watching the, that movie, it—it's like it has a hard time deciding what it wants to be. Like it, it seems like it wants to be like an actual, like not a documentary, but like a you know, covering all of the the parts of his life, and you kind of seeing his side of the story and his wife's side of the story and as it goes along, but jumps around so much between events that, and it kind of jumps you into the middle of it and you have a hard time getting to know any of the characters, especially the wife who's who the movie really portrays as being the, um, the sympathetic person, the person you need to have sympathy for naturally. True. But you don't have a moment to actually learn who she is and you know her motivations of everything and and the same thing with Bundy because he's constantly saying I'm not I'm not guilty I didn't do any of this and they even try to make him a sympathetic character but still you don't have a moment to grow with him like you don't have that you know, you know a movie like this would do like him being 
I, I don't think this is really true of his past, but, you know, his dad beat him or something or his wife, his mom didn't love him. You know, those kind of character growing moments where you're like, oh, man, he really had a, a tough life or something. And then he turned into this thing, you know, not to say that's something that happened in his life, but you get where I'm going. Some sort right. of like. I need to have a so, reason to be sympathetic for him, but they didn't give it to me other than he's saying he didn't do this. And that's just, that's not enough to get you into th- that character's uh, side of the ring. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they do it on purpose. I haven't seen it, but it's like, you know, when they're kind of uh, like a psychopath like that, then uh, they kind of tell these empty lies. So maybe it's, maybe it's trying to be like, uh, trying or him trying to get you on his side but it fallen flat maybe it might be done on purpose i don't know sure sure that would make sense and that's why i think if the movie was allowed to to breathe maybe a little bit uh that would work uh, but to me it moved way too fast the acting was not great i mean zach efron did a pretty decent job okay megan says she loved it <laughs> um but he he did fine. Yeah, he's a competent actor. No, I don't think I've really seen anything he's been in. Even the high school musical films, I thought he was fine uh, from the ones I saw. And um, but his wife and like his other love interests, they're just really not good actors. Like even in this, they were not great. Their lines were so bad. Uh, their delivery of them. Uh, so I just it's an average movie that's gotten, I think, way more hype than it deserves. But um, but, you know, check it out. It's not the worst thing in the world. If you've already got Netflix, go ahead and watch it. You know, it, maybe I'm just too harsh on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it sometime. Whenever I get around, I to just it. don't think it's a I don't know. Maybe it's just a subject matter. I just don't know if it works for me in this format. Um. Uh, and and maybe I think that's for that's extremely subjective, you know, absolutely subjective opinion. But I just don't think the at least in the way they portrayed it, it just didn't work in that format. I think it should be more of a straightforward narrative, you know, starting from maybe his early life if things happened to him that were uh, could cause him to be this way, and then kind of build throughout the narrative, and not this kind of you know jump cut to a bunch of different moments, then going back a couple weeks to something that happened and going forward, it just, it didn't work. Yeah. What have you been watching? <laughs> That's all I've watched. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I watched a shit ton of anime over the last couple weeks because, uh, yeah, I haven't really played anything, so I've just kind of been sitting on my couch and watching, catching up on a bunch of series that I haven't gotten around to. Uh, the first one I watched, I had to write them all down because there's so many. Uh, I watched yeah, it's called Tanya and the Saga of Evil. Um, I keep forgetting. You, do you watch anime? You don't really, right? Not really. Okay. Um, well, there's this genre of it out right now called Isekai, which is uh, when someone is transported to like another world, basically. So it's like people going into MMOs or so- anything like that. And, um, so that's what this is, but it's kind of unique. It's, um, it's like this Japanese businessman, uh, who is just like this piece of shit guy, almost like, just like works for the company. He's in charge of like laying people off, um, and like, doesn't care about anybody else and whatever. He's just trying to get ahead of this company. 
Uh, and he fires this guy, and then while he's waiting on the train, uh, the guy that he just fired pushes him in front of the train. Ooh. And right before he gets killed, like, time freezes, and God comes to talk to him. And it's like, um, the guy, well, the guy doesn't even acknowledge that it's God that he's talking to. He's like, well, like, if you were God, like, how do I know you would even let this happen? Maybe you're the devil, or maybe you're something else. He just calls him, like, being X or something. And he's basically, uh... This god comes and he's like, why don't you have any faith or anything? And the guy's like, well, why would I? Because I'm like, you know, life has been pretty good. Uh, it's pretty peaceful times. I got everything I need. He's like, everything's fine. And so God's like, all right, uh, I'm going to resurrect you where you don't have everything you need, basically, and see if you get faith then. So he resurrects him in an alternate universe. Uh, he's a baby girl. Uh, basically, right before World War One happens in Germany. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's I say World War One, but it's like a combination of World War One and Two in like 1920s. So like they kind of combined the whole thing. Um. Interesting. Yeah, it's a w- interesting concept, but like he has all the memories of his previous life and he's still a piece of shit so by the time he's like this 10 year old girl like raised in an orphanage uh he basically joins the war because he has magical powers in this universe they exist like a bunch of people have like magic so the they call them mages and they're used as like uh they can get this equipment to like make them fly up like a couple thousand feet so they're used for like uh observers and like artillery strikes and stuff like that And so, yeah, it's this little girl who is basically uh, Hitler is almost what it is Uh, in World War Two, like fighting. They're flying around, fucking shooting rifles at each other. Like the combat and the setting and stuff is like really unique and good. And uh, it's basically the story of the uh, him, her, whatever you want to say, trying to rise through the ranks of the military. Uh, basically to spite God and say, I'm not going to have faith even though you put me in this situation. <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. Oh, that uh, is interesting. I kind of like that setting. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's because, I mean, I think there's been some like World War II and stuff anime before, but like, uh, yeah, this one's, uh, it's ground enough in reality while also being different enough that it's like good on both. And uh, they talk a bunch like uh, like military strategy. There's a whole bunch of meetings like between people talking about like uh, movement and stuff like that. So if you like uh, kind of military strategy and that kind of stuff, it's interesting also. Uh, the only thing I, I don't really like about it is uh, the way they draw the characters. Uh, they make them have fucking weird looking lips. So every character oh. looks like they're doing duck face. Take a Which look is here. A little bit distracting. But uh look at their design. Oh yeah. Hmm. That is a little <laughs> odd. Yeah, it's Not just kind of weird looking. Um, everything else about the design I kinda like. But yeah, yeah it, I mean everything else looks great. Design. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, everything else is good. Uh I think it came out in 2016 and um 
So there's only one season. It's well, it's 13 episodes, but there's like a recap episode and like episode six where they're like, this is what happened so far, which was dumb because you fucking know you just watched it. <laughs> right. I guess they like ran out of time or something and they were just like, oh, we need to just make one because we're not ready with the next episode or whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, I recommend watching it. Uh, I'm watching it because there's another anime that's come out that I haven't seen yet called uh, Isekai Quartet. Which is this kind of little skit anime uh, where it takes the four most popular, basically, isekai animes and uh, it puts them like in a classroom and it's just the characters from all these different animes interacting with each other. And I, I want to watch it, so uh, Tanya is one of them and I hadn't seen it, so I caught up on that. Uh, then there's Overlord and Konosuba, which I had seen and are both pretty good. And then the next one uh, in that is called ReZero, which I started last night, and I don't know if I'm a fan of, but I gotta finish it before I can watch that thing. Uh, Very nice. Also finished watching Love is War, which I talked about some other time, which is the kind of romantic comedy anime. Uh, Got very emotional towards the end. And it's very good. I highly recommend it to everybody, even if you're not really an anime fan. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's good, but it's also frustrating to watch because uh, by the end of it, you want you want the two characters to get together so bad. But the whole point of the show is that they don't. <laughs> so you're just <laughs> screaming at the fucking TV at the end. And you're like, come on already. <laughs> uh what else uh i watched an absolute stupid garbage trash show called my girlfriend is a show bitch which is uh just trash to the lowest degree uh <laughs> but it's entertaining trash so if you know who you are if you're listening and you like this kind of stuff it's just fan service and sexual innuendos and yeah, oh, it's yeah. just it's just retarded. It's fucking stupid, but entertaining in its own way. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Ooh, it looks very interesting. And uh, the last one I watched is called Helpful Fox Senkosan, which is uh, just this kind of wholesome type anime. It's basically a Japanese business guy again. Uh, who just, like, works all the time, he comes home, like, he's alone, blah, 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 he's, like, depressed. And so, like, uh, this fox demigod, I guess there's, those are things in Japan, uh, comes and just helps him out. And it's just this cute little girl doing cute things. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny because there's this, I don't know what it's called, but there's basically this kind of anime for, uh, lonely, depressed people. Uh, <laughs> there's one for like a uh, women that's it's I don't remember what the fuck it is called but it's basically shot in like a first person thing so it's like you're the main character and then it's just them going up to like a uh, imaginary boyfriend and he's like good job at work today you work so hard <laughs> and stuff like that oh yeah uh huh <laughs> but at the end of every episode of this it has that and it's so fucking Whoa. weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird. weird. There's one that's like, um, it's like, come over here, I'll clean your ears, and it's like, just a 
a voice actor like blowing in the microphone and stuff. It's so fucking strange. Like they tried to do like ASMR. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking weird, man. Uh, and then I watched two normal movies. Uh, not anime. The first one I watched, I rewatched The Matrix. Because uh, mm. I wanted to see if that still held up at all. And uh, it kind of does, surprisingly. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad for a movie that came out in 99. You know, some of the CGI and stuff. Sure, sure. You know, something I always noticed uh, was the very f- the beginning scene with Trinity. Like, there's so many things that that you could notice that look really cheap. Like, for instance, when she's oh. running across the rooftops, I was and just gonna say that. Shot. Oh yeah, you can see the seam of like whatever. Uh, I guess like black curtain thing that they put over the ceiling to make it look like it was night. Like there's just like so many moments during that particular scene. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this looks so cheap. Uh, but it doesn't like for the rest of the movie, it, it looks fine. It looks like, you know, a, a fairly big budget film, but that beginning part, who boy, it looks a bit rough. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like the whole background, like the city backdrop when she's running on the roof, you can tell is just like a picture in a studio. Right. <laughs> it definitely looked better on like VHS back in the day, but yeah, it's not too yeah. bad. Cool, cool. No, that's uh, that's probably one of the first. It's only a handful of movies I can think of that I watched it once and then turned around and watched it again, like right then, no waiting or anything. My dad and I, I think we actually sat and watched that movie about three or four times uh, the night we rented it, and uh, we just like kind of stop and just kind of chat about it or like oh my gosh this is not what i expected i don't know what in the hell happened (laughs) and it was such a fun bonding moment i think that and slumdog millionaire the only two films i ever watched again right after watching it the first time yeah i don't i don't think i've seen slumdog still it's check it out it's one of those movies that you're just like oh man I don't want to watch that. <laughs> you know, it's just not that appealing. You know, it's just not like, like, um, oh, was that Rwanda hotel? It's just like one of those movies. You just don't, you're like, I just don't want to put myself through it. But honestly, it's after you're done, you're like, I'm happy. I watched it. It was actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last movie I watched, uh, I watched return of the living dead, which I had never seen before. <clears throat> And it's a zombie movie made in, like, 85, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. I liked it. It's uh, got a very fun... It's kind of like a zombie horror comedy, almost. Maybe unintentional comedy. Well, sort of intentional. I don't know. It's not comedy by, like, today's standards, probably, but it's still funny. And um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I watched it because I was like, I want to kind of catch up on like all these 80 movies and stuff I haven't seen before. And it was on Amazon prime for free. So I was like, yeah, well I'll watch this one. And, um, it's got like a unique take on zombies in this one because, um, it's, they even bring it up in the, the thing. They're like, I think in the movies, like to kill the zombies, you just like destroy the brain. Right. But in this one, it like anything that could be alive comes back alive. So like they're literally like, cut a zombie into little pieces and all the pieces are like moving so like they don't die until you burn them 
But, uh, <laughs> so they've got this one zombie, and they're trying to get rid of it, basically. And so they cut it into little pieces, and they go over to, like, a, a crematorium in the graveyard, and they burn it, and that releases, like, all these fumes in the air, and it starts raining, and it gets mixed, and that's what brings all the other zombies in the graveyard alive. Oh, damn. So, uh, yeah, and then also the zombies are intelligent, they can talk, and they want brains because uh, apparently being dead hurts, and that's what makes the pain go away. Wow, they actually put a narrative to that. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, and uh, there's some fucking great special effects in this one, man. Like, uh, the main zombie they have is like, um, I don't know, some kind of fucking army experiment. I don't remember, but like, it's they're basically stuck in these barrels, like down in this uh, old factory. <laughs> it's funny because uh, part of the comedy thing is like, uh, the new guy working there and the old guy showing him around and he's like, yeah, these are the barrels with these zombie things. He like told him a scary story or whatever. He's like, oh, these things aren't going to leak, are they? He's like, these barrels? No, they were made by the Army Corps engineers and he slaps it and it immediately fucking erupts all this gas and like knocks them out. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, the zombie that comes out of the barrel is like, uh, it's like half skeleton and it's got like this super like wet nasty like rotted flesh like a a body that's been like a uh, a puddle or something and it looks just disgusting and it's so good looking like it was awesome but yes it's uh also uh there's some woman in there who just looks pretty good and for no reason at all literally just like starts stripping and dancing on this gravestone and then she's in like half the movie but like she never puts clothes on so you just got this fucking <laughs> naked woman running around for fucking half the movie <laughs> that sounds like an 80s film that sounds yeah. about right they should do that more that was great yeah A welcome yeah. surprise exactly <laughs> uh but yeah, it's one of those classic zombie movies that everyone always talks about, and I just never got around to watching. So, uh, highly recommended to everybody. It's it held up today. Uh, I still liked it, and it was very fun. Uh, yeah. But that's it. That's very all I've cool. watched. A lot of shit. Nice, very nice. I need to get you to watch anime, Biggie, so you can talk anime with me. I know it. I feel so bad I can't contribute since I, unless it's Gundam or Dragon Ball, I have no earthly idea. Um, I, I don't know. It's I don't have anything against anime. I guess I just haven't found anything I really enjoyed. There, there's one in particular I did want to watch. And I, Lord knows I cannot remember the name of it. it had to do with like a bunch of girls and they're on a badminton team. Oh, and I thought I was like, that sounds kind of fun, but I never watched it. <laughs> so that's the end of the story. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. And uh, I could not get through that one. Was it <laughs> was it rough? It's it takes itself so seriously. It makes like fucking middle school or middle school girl badminton like the most serious thing in the fucking world. And it's so stupid because it's badminton. <laughs> And you're just like, come on. Like, it's not that big of a deal, like, the whole time. Like, I, I just couldn't watch it. You see, that's just something I could, you know, that's such a fun thing about anime is the style and everything's just so fascinating <laughs> that they can, I just can't think of any other, like, 
form of entertainment that could turn something like Badman and just make it like the most intense thing in the world. Like it just <laughs> works so dope. well for anime. And that's what got me interested about the subject matter. Like I, I could get into that, but uh, I might still have to just sit, give it a shot. Yeah. I wish I could remember what it was called. At least if it's the same one, they might've made more. It could have. It was, I think it was sometime last year and it was like popular for a hot minute and then I never yeah. heard anything about it. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Probably. It's, but it's, I mean, it is serious to the point of like, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even, <laughs> it's like they'll be playing and this one girl will be like, this is all I have in my life. And the other girl's like, I don't even know what I'm doing in my life. Like, my parents hate me. They just make me play this so they don't have to deal with me. And it's, it's, it's like, it's fucking badminton, man. <laughs> like, just <laughs> stop. <laughs> like, oh, it's man. Fucking strange. And then, like, uh, they animate them so, like, they're just sweating like crazy. So there's, like, a gallon of water on the floor underneath them. Uh, that show. <laughs> like, God, that's not how humans work. <laughs> I know. It's a suck. Yeah. I don't recommend that one. But if you wanted to watch that one, I guess go ahead. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Who knows? Knowing <laughs> me, I'll probably just be like, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you go in just knowing it's going to be super over the top and serious and that's what you want, then it would probably be fine. But that's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, let's go into some news. Get this shit knocked out real quick. Uh, we got a couple little things. Uh,. Verizon is selling Tumblr, or talking about selling Tumblr, and Pornhub is interested in buying it and restoring it. all the NSFW content. Sell it now. Get rid of it. Verizon, you are not a media company. You do not need to have any media-related assets. Sell it. Don't think about it. Get back to phones and internet service. I just think it's Wrong. ridiculous that they took all the not safe for work stuff off of it. That's all Tumblr was. I I know. That's why they don't need to. Last year, they had to write down their purchase of, uh, well, they bundle it, calling it Oath. Um, they bought AOL. They bought um, oh, Yahoo. Oh, shit. I forget. I think Tumblr was a part of that. I, I don't know if Tumblr was owned by Yahoo, and that's why they have it. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, well, they're trying to make this conglomerate, you know, because you've got AT&T. They bought HBO and Time Warner and DirecTV. T-Mobile's not doing any of that stuff. They're kind of doing their own thing. So Verizon's like, all right, we're going to get into advertising. We're going to get into original content. We're going to own a bunch of online properties from companies that are like ancient. No one's thought of AT&T and uh, I'm sorry, AOL in like 20 years but we're going to buy it for a shit zillion dollars. And then about a year later, we're going to write it down almost by half. And it is such a disaster for Verizon. And I don't yeah. know what the fuck they were thinking that they were going to turn Yahoo. The only person that won out of this was Yahoo. Cause they got sold for a pretty penny. And that CEO, that lady, I can't remember her name. She deserved every bit of money she got when she left the company because she, uh, she hawked that thing off quick and made them a ton of money. Uh, so good on her. She's the only one that won out of this. So Verizon, just sell it. Get back to what you do. Drop all this junk. Uh, it's it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, they 
it's just one of those things where they bought something and they're like, we're going to, you know, it's got an established base and we're going to make it into a legit social media website, and which is just not what Tumblr is. Tumblr is a fucking hellscape. That's the whole appeal of it. Right. Right. <laughs> to go there. And, in your base. They're yeah. looking at the eyeballs like we've got this many eyeballs we can do something with. But uh, the problem is those eyeballs are there to see some titties and exactly. you take them away. Uh, you, you've just lost all your eyeballs. So, it, it, you know, you can't just say we're going to show you now ads for toilet paper and you can look at some puppers like, OK, that's great. But I want to see the titties and yeah, they, want, uh, they want weird furry porn. Yep. Or nothing. Yep. Exactly. It's it's just Verizon not understanding uh, that uh, you just can't take that away when it's expected. So I think this is like easy. Go for it. Sell at the Pornhub. That looks good. I think you'll get some goodwill back and, uh, you know, uh, chunk that money back to pay off that uh, stupid ass Yahoo and AOL you bought for inflated prices. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get much money. I think they were looking to unload Tumblr for pretty cheap because everybody left basically when they banned all the porn. So I think right. Pornhub could pick it up pretty cheaply from what I saw, I think. So I don't know if they're going to get much out of it. But Probably uh, might not. as well get rid of it. They're not fucking using it correctly. Exactly. Exactly. So good on Pornhub. That's, I think that would be a good thing for them. I, I you know, I like Pornhub. I, I like their, uh, their, um, uh, what would I you like call their it? Their gravitas. <laughs> like their content. There is some funny ass stuff on Reddit with people commenting on Pornhub stuff. It's just a, it's a fascinating company in uh, that. I, I actually, never, th- I was oh, going to say they, they had the entire in battle of Endgame game on Pornhub that I watched the other day. <laughs> Oh, did they really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, that, that was great, too, especially when YouTube, like, this is the only other video content provider that can somewhat sit in the same room <laughs> as YouTube. That's incredible uh, because I know many uh, larger YouTube, uh, Penguin, I, I can't remember the name he goes by, like Penguin Zio. He normally does stuff oh, yeah. with Donkey from time to time. He's a great guy. I love his videos. Um, but I know he was having a lot of issues with copyright strikes, especially, you know, a couple of years back when they were really, really bad. And he was just saying, he, he'd do like a 30 second YouTube ad. He's like, hey, I can't put this on YouTube. Uh, I'm not even going to make any money off of this, but go watch it on Pornhub. And uh, yeah, great. And that's just incredible that a porn site is able to sit in the same realm as YouTube as almost a secondary option. That's fascinating. I would have never thought I'd see that. But uh, I think this is just an extra step in the right direction for them. Get into uh, photos. I mean, almost turn Tumblr back into the uh, opposite of Instagram, you know, go for it. I love it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was the whole point of the fucking website, and they got rid of it. It was just one of those things where you're like, what are they thinking? Just one of the dumbest things you've ever seen. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, fun story. I had planned to put all my YouTube videos on Pornhub at some point because I ran into the same thing with ads and shit. Uh, even just yesterday, one of my ad or videos got a copyright strike on it for using public domain music. Uh YouTube fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just a. It's amazing how much of a struggle it is. You know, you hear it constantly, and um, I mean, it sounds like it. You know, I think that's it's why their people copyright have system. 
it's the whole yeah. thing is like anyone can put any kind of claim on your video at any time. Uh, all they have to do is click a button and then it's up to you to provide like proof of innocence basically. And it's like a whole fucking, it's a whole fiasco to get the copyright taken off and be able to make money on your video. But like they make it so hard. And then if you're someone like me, like I fucking like on the secondhand gamers channel, we have over 300 videos and I, I'm probably 90% of them have a copyright claim on them. Wow. It, and like, I'm not going to fucking go through 300 videos <laughs> to, to fucking like, just, just take them, whatever. I didn't make money right. on it anyway, but it's right. just like for people that do make money on it, like, especially like these let's play channels and stuff where they do like sometimes like two videos a day. Like you pretty much, you have to have a whole team that's just dedicated to fighting off the bullshit copyright claims. Like whole companies exist where all they do is go and falsely claim videos. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it's it is disgusting. Uh, well, speaking of some YouTube drama, uh, we've got a oh boy, couple things. Uh, first one that pops up, I think, happened right after the podcast, pretty much last time, so like two weeks ago. Uh, I think this is how you say his name, Etika. I don't know. Uh, sounds right. Yeah. Uh, the black dude with the uh like the 80s haircut where it looks like a tube on his head. I don't know what those are called. Um, he, like, had a fucking mental breakdown and got arrested, or at least taken away. I don't want to say arrested. I think it was arrested. Uh, I guess he was, like, live streaming on Twitter, Facebook, something like that, and he was just, like, yelling at people in the street and just kind of losing his mind. And, uh... I think a SWAT team came in, uh, kind of restrained him. They tied him to like a gurney and wheeled him away in an ambulance. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I did not know that Instagram. I think he was where he was streaming. I don't remember whatever he was streaming somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I found out about it because, uh, sky Williams on Twitter, I follow and he's like, yeah, I tried to message him and figure out what's going on, and he blocked me, and then I was like, who's this guy? And I was like, oh, I remember him. He does, like, all the crazy reactions to, like, fighting game trailers and stuff. But, oh. Uh, yeah, well, so um, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. He'll be okay. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of him before, but uh, that, that's been intense. Yeah. And his Twitter was funny to read because you can kind of see he kind of lost his mind a little. <laughs> um, like, what was he yelling at people? Just like, get out of my way? Or was he like saying an agenda or something? Oh, man, I don't I don't want to even try to remember. Uh, but his. Uh, his Twitter was funny is because he was like, oh, I'm just, like, so. You guys, I'm so much better, you guys can't even understand me. That's why, like, when you took the blindfold off in Bird Box, like, I would burn out your eyes or something, and he's just like, <laughs> it's like, what? what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's just going crazy. <laughs> wow, that's kind of great. I like that. <laughs> and uh, I think he also said some uh, maybe racial uh, obscenities that he deleted off Twitter uh, about people of the Jewish persuasion. Oh, but geez. Uh, don't quote me on that. I might be thinking of somebody else. It happens so often these days that it could have been right. anybody. Absolutely. Uh, 
Also, some more fun YouTube. I woke up to this one morning and got very into it. Uh, Pro Jared, who was a, I guess, kind of reviewer slash Let's Player, cheated on his wife, who is a professional cosplayer, with another YouTuber named Commander Holly, who was Ross O'Donovan's wife from Game Grumps. Oh, so. oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Were they still married? No, they got separated like uh, late last year. So they were divorced. But uh, it's just a funny thing because I was like, I knew Pro Jared, like the name, but I had never watched him. And then like I saw the stuff like all over Reddit and stuff. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then. Like, this is the chick who he's cheating on his wife with, and it's Commander Holly, who I do know, and I've seen her videos and stuff. She did, like, uh, stuff with JonTron and stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, I know her. And then, like, I was, she, oh, it was such a shit show. It's glorious. Uh, <laughs> when all this stuff came out, pro Jared, uh, who's this weird-looking, fucking skinny, weird-looking guy. Uh, all these pictures of like these dick pics and stuff that he sent out to like uh, all these girls came out. So I got to see Pro Jared's dick, which is something I didn't want to do, but it happened. Bless and, your uh, heart. Oh my lord! <laughs> Don't say bless your heart to that. <laughs> like yikes! <laughs> That's something like old women in the south say when like your tea's not sweet enough. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> Don't say it to that. Uh, and. Yeah, it was just so funny. And then all this stuff happened. Pro Jared, like a child, blocked his wife on Twitter. And then <laughs> Holly, the chick he was cheating on, or, yeah, the chick he was cheating with, uh, said on his Twitter, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. I'm here if you need me. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and everyone's like, that's the problem in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a shit show. God, the whole thing is just... I, I've only seen bits and pieces. I saw... I think you and a bunch of other people were posting it on the Just Okay Gamers uh, Discord. And I had watched his videos a while back. <laughs> he was a part of the whole no, Normal Boots group. And I like Peanut Butter Gamer and John Tron and all them. And so I started watching him a bit. I just... I could never get into his stuff. Like he, He's okay. But he just didn't quite have that persona like they did. Yeah. Uh, but he was fine. Uh, but all this stuff, like, I don't like the whole thing that he was trying to get his wife to sign an NDA. Was that oh, factually yeah, yeah. true? Uh, well, she said it was. I don't I mean, I don't okay, know. So for we've got sure, one but... side possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole thing. Other than it's just it's it's sad. It's hilarious. I kind of hate it for all of them. But also, I'm kind of like, fuck them, you know. I mean, they're they're if they're wanting to put everything out there like that, then I'm not gonna have a lot of sympathy for them, uh, you know. I mean, they're just kind of putting their whole life out on display. But it, Jared just sounds like a very odd gentleman, and I don't know how I feel about him now. Like asking him, <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't know anything about well, him, and now I think he's a piece of shit for one well, cheating on his wife, two. He was sending dick pics to like underage girls and guys, as from what I can tell. So it, I guess he didn't have much of a preference. And but there was something like he was doing like 
a body glorifying account. Like he would ask people to send them him nudes and he'd like post them on his account or something. Yeah, I think that was his oh. Tumblr that he had where but it was a Tumblr, yeah. But I think he also was just using that as a front to get fucking nude pics from people. And yeah. uh it's, Yeah, a bunch of people came out of the woodwork of like him trying to talk to them when they were like fifteen or sixteen. Like from years ago. And they still had like the conversation stuff saved. And then, I don't know, just block your wife on Twitter when you get caught cheating on her. Like, what? Yeah, that's just <laughs> sad. Fucking it's just child. <laughs> that's just so sad. It, that's the first thing that you do. Like, I mean, like, come on, man. You're, I mean, I think I'm maybe just a little bit older than him. And like, come on, you're going to have to grow up a bit. Uh, this, this is, this is just ridiculous. But also, anyone who's listening to this pod, don't, even if, if me and Mountain are like, hey, send us some pictures, don't do it. Don't do don't that. And do it. it also, that's not, not me. That's someone it. else. <laughs> yes, that's right. We will never, but if for some reason we're drunk as fuck and we message something, don't do it. It's unless, not Unless worth you're it. over 18. And Okay, for Mountain, <laughs> if you're over 18, for me, no thank you. <laughs> no thank you, sir or madam. Have I'll a show nice Biggie, day. I'll show Biggie later. He'll want to see. <laughs> but no, like, for real, you know, YouTubers, movie stars, ultimately, they're they're all human. You know, we all like to see that stuff, of course, but you should really not put yourself in that situation. It's not worth it. They're not going to be like truly like your friend because you send them a picture of your boobs and or dick. Just don't yeah. do it. It's not worth getting into all that. Yeah. It's just, man, it's just... It was such a shit show to see, and like everybody involved, it was such a shit show, which I found it incredibly entertaining. Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> like um, I can't think of his wife, or I guess now ex-wife um, of Jared, but she basically sent a message where she tagged like a uh, Holly and stuff, and she's like, "You look real insecure in those nude pictures that you're sending my husband and stuff." And then someone <laughs> commented on her tweet, "They're like, this is really unprofessional." <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, she's fucking my husband. <laughs> I was like, who says this is unprofessional? Like, what like, what is professional about this? What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> I just Lord. like seeing the reactions people have because you can just tell, like, people have no idea what the fuck to think. And like, right. this is unprofessional. Like, what? <laughs> who says that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an argument happening in real time and it's being broadcast to millions of people with different levels of understanding of what's going on and it is quite beautiful it is it's i was entertained for a good probably five or six hours just keeping up with that and reading everything going on uh it was a fun time yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see how uh, how he recovers. I mean, of course, I don't this think is he's gonna. I I don't know, man, because you look at uh, <laughs> who's not Jake Paul, the other one, Lloyd Paul. Or, I uh, forget the, the other the brother's Pauls. name, Logan Paul, one of the Pauls. Now, of course, they've got a much bigger empire, uh, and I'm sure they hire quite a few people to spend stuff. But um, you know what he's done is not as bad, unless. Uh, those allegations do come around, which we have seen. So another somewhat larger YouTube 
YouTuber just got put in jail for soliciting uh, uh, nudes, uh, basically child pornography uh, from from yeah, fans. Yeah. So I think if that actually does come to light, then yeah, he he's toast. Uh, YouTube's not going to stand for it. Um, yeah, but uh, I you know I don't have any ill will against him. He fucked up and. And uh, I'm sure he's getting ridiculed quite a bit. I feel bad for everyone ultimately involved. And uh, just, you know, uh, may- maybe have better ways of communicating with your significant others. You know, it's Twitter's so not crazy. the best place. He had, he had a hot wife. <laughs> Professional yeah, yeah, cosplayer. she's pretty. Yeah. I mean, she could have yeah. been anyone he wanted. It's her job. Yeah. It is her job. I did see a picture of him in a Sailor Moon outfit. Did you see that one? Yep. Yeah, that one was fascinating. I was like, wow, I did not know this guy was. I mean, hey, if that's what you enjoy doing, that's fine. But that's just a little more pro Jared than I wanted to see. (laughs) Well, at least you didn't see a full picture of his dick like I saw. Thank God. (laughs) I'll send it to you. Okay, thanks, man. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, a senator, uh, is, I think, set to introduce a bill. I don't think he introduced it yet. Uh, but he's planning to introduce a bill, uh, to ban loot boxes. Basically for, uh, predatory practices on, like, gambling for minors or something. Yeah, I'm conflicted with this, honestly. Same. Um, I, I don't think loot boxes need to be banned completely. I, I do think that is going too far. Um, I, and this isn't the first time this has been brought up. I think this is the, the newest one. I know um, the governor of uh, Hawaii a while ago was, was wanting to do something like this uh, yeah, or at least get more of the odds and stuff brought to light. That's the thing that needs to happen. I believe not necessarily they be banned, but we need to know the odds pretty openly. Like, um, I think some uh, Europe countries uh, countries are doing that, where uh, you know, if you're going to buy a loot box, it does a rundown of your odds of getting particular items or sets of items. I think yeah, that's I, I fair. Think China does that too, maybe. Yeah, I think I it think. is China. China's one of the big proponents of that as well. I, I believe you are correct. I think that does need to happen. Um, should like a a nine year old kid be barred because he's too young to buy a loot box? I I don't know. I don't know if it's really that big of a deal. Uh, but I do think we need to have more information on what are the odds of us getting some of these items because it it is especially if there's duplicates that does feel very uh, it's just a gross feeling. And I'm kind of sad that even a company as great as Blizzard uh relies on doing duplicates. It just yeah. it feels gross. <laughs> yeah, there's. I just I'm on the fence because like I don't like the I don't want the government involved in games like they don't have a good track record of being involved in anything most of the time. Right. And um, right. I'll read from the Kotaku article I've got pulled up. Uh, it's Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from what state is Mo? Is that Missouri? I I think so. Let's say Missouri. Uh. He's announced a bill. It's called, let's see, the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. Uh, it says when games are designed for kids, game developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction. 
And when kids play games designed for adults, they should be walled off from compulsive microtransactions. Uh, game developers who knowingly exploit children should face legal consequences. So it's, I guess, maybe if you're a kid, you have to like opt out of it or something, or parents have to opt in. Um, the guy's yeah. team brought up specifically Candy Crush as a pay-to-win microtransaction game that kids are sure. addicted to. Sure. Seems no, a couple I, years I think too that's late. A good one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely them catching up, and that's how it always goes. Or you know, and, and maybe it should because ultimately, for a lot of our government officials, there's way bigger fish to fry <laughs> boxes. But I am happy we're finally getting around to it. And I agree with something like Candy Crush that's available on the App Store. You know, as long as you know your parents' uh, um, login information, you can download it easily, start playing, and you know all your payment information is tied directly to your account. So it's very easy to begin spending money. And maybe yeah. if you don't even realize it. And uh, so I think on mobile gaming, that makes a lot of sense on, um, and that's maybe where the ESRB needs to jump in and start becoming prevalent in mobile gaming. Cause it's currently, it's not, uh, I think, yeah, uh, I don't know about that because I mean, I don't know if anyone even pays attention to the SRB hardly anymore. And then, I don't know. The whole rating system has like kind of been flawed from the get-go. Of uh, It, it so. has, but I do feel like it is... It's the better compromise. You know, if they tied it into the ESRB that you need to be a particular age based on, like, you know, you need to be 13 or 14, whatever the T rating is... And at that point is when you can have loot boxes because they deem you to be able to make that decision to purchase. Like that's the easiest way it could go in and be self-regulated. Um, is that the best method? I don't know. I agree with you. Ratings are not really as uh, prevalent or as enforced as they probably should be. And maybe it's just because I'm 30 years old. I haven't thought about an M-rated game in, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's still kind of a thing if you're, you know, 13 or 14. And, you know, if your parents are actually paying attention to that stuff and the, the person that GameStop is paying attention to that stuff. Uh, but I do think that's probably the best way of introducing it. But if they do need to take it a step further, then uh, then maybe that's what needs to happen. But I do agree with games like Candy Crush. It is probably too easy for them because it's using a lot of slot machine tactics. You know, you go the I just went to Vegas a couple months ago and you know it's, it's shiny. It's fun. You press the lever and you see lots of lights happen. And you lose all your money. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of candy crush <laughs> you know, yeah, once you get much. to like past level 50 or if you suck like i do past like level 15 it starts getting harder i want to crush all the goddamn candies <laughs> uh, but then i've got to keep buying the lollipops that break all the ones i can't match and then i've just spent 20 bucks it, it's <laughs> it's terrible and uh, so yeah I, I agree i think something needs to happen there if it is doing some sort of ratings thing that makes it very prevalent um when uh going into the game that you know hey there is uh, you need to be this age or older, as you said, if maybe there's a mode that, you know, hey, I'm a little five year old kid. OK, no loot boxes at all. Good luck. Um, but yeah, something needs to happen there. It's just I agree with you. I don't necessarily want the government too far into uh, managing this stuff. Uh, 
because you are buy you are buying a product. Maybe you don't know exactly what's inside that product, but I don't totally agree that it's completely gambling. Uh, yeah. to to a degree, I think it's a subset of it, but it's not on the same level as me going to a slot machine and losing twenty bucks. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Uh, but so, something needs to happen. I, I hope that the government is willing to work with the ratings board or whoever to kind of make a good, solid solution to just blanket across instead of going with a heavy, you know, a hammer and just start uh, hitting things that look like nails, and then we have a whole mess. Yeah, especially uh, these people in the Senate and stuff. They're usually older. They probably don't know really what they're even looking at, to be honest. So, like, I don't want sure. them. Like, the less they're involved in technology, sometimes they are, the better. Not necessarily because they don't have good intentions, but because they don't really know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to that. Right. It's like, right. I mean, how, how many of them even hardly know how to send out an email, or they have to have an assistant do it for them, you know? You no, know, you're right. And this is like what we saw uh, with... Uh with Ajit Pai from um, the current CEO of Google when he went for the uh, inquiry of uh, Google being biased against Republicans. And one of the uh, people on the board said, why is my iPhone getting ads about uh, uh, people hating my campaign? And he's like, I, we, we don't, we don't make iPhones. We don't really have any <laughs> control over that. And yeah. he's right, because uh, if you see ads on uh, Apple apps, it's usually done by their iAd service. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's usually not a Google ad itself. And and that's just kind of that understanding. They don't quite get that. I mean, Google's everywhere, but they're not everywhere, especially if you're talking on local devices. It's it's just that understanding. And how could they understand? They've got yeah, tons of I mean, other it, stuff they need to do. It's that, and uh, it, it's so convoluted, and like everyone does things differently. And it's yeah, it's just a blanket solution is not the solution that we would probably need in regards to this stuff because everyone's right. different and it handles exactly. It they they hopefully they will work with people who are already in that 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 um, regulatory area like the ESRB or whoever, and uh, or hell even if uh, publishers and developers were able to get on board and see that you know this is kind of I would say it's making a shit zillion dollars for everybody involved, but uh, but just to keep from a heavy blow coming that could happen, uh, let's let's just tone it down a bit, yeah for, for everyone's sake. Yeah, this this whole thing got me uh, <clears throat> thinking about um, how they make money from games and like how much games used to cost compared to like now. And I was trying to look it up, and it's weird looking at like old original Nintendo games and stuff like that, like in magazines and stuff, because some games like there was no like standardized price for games. Almost some games were like fifty bucks, some were forty, some were like eighty dollars, some were a hundred. And it it got me thinking, uh, I think it was the beginning of like the 360 PS3 era where uh, games had kind of been like $60 for a little bit or 50 or something like that. And I remember, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember someone tried to make their game $70. And there was like a huge fucking online backlash and people were boycotting the game and the company and all kinds of stuff just from them trying to raise the price of the game a little bit, which is normal. Cause like even with inflation, like games are cheaper than they used to be and games cost way more than ever to make. So 
was just looking at that and I was like, man, like no wonder they went to fucking loot boxes and microtransactions and all this stuff because, sure. you know, it's like trying to charge upfront for the game didn't work at all. People right. got so pissed about it. And then, right. yeah, so I don't know. It was just no. an interesting thing I was thinking about. No, you're totally right, and it's a fascinating subject. And uh, you know, probably people about ten years younger than us uh, probably don't remember when games, a brand new uh, AAA title, whether it be a uh, first or third party, started at fifty bucks. That happened about the time of the end of PS One, PS Two era, uh, yeah, when so. all games were going to disc. Uh, there were some differences. In the past, due to uh, you know N64 being on cartridges, PlayStation being on discs, you could usually get a PlayStation game brand new for forty bucks, um, and that was a big appeal for going with the the PS1. But when PS2 happened, fifty bucks was about standard, and yeah. it stayed like that for a while. And I remember when they had began talking about raising all games by ten bucks, ten bucks to sixty, and one of the uh proponents for making this change was ea of course uh sure. because they had released a special edition version of madden that year for 60 dollars, and it was gobbled up and uh same way other companies like uh, uh microsoft did with the halo 2 release they released a special edition uh you know it sold really well and um you know then they're like okay apparently there's demand uh, people don't mind going up an extra 10 bucks. So we went to 60. So during around the 360 PS3 era, that was standard price for a game going out on the shelves was $60. And then how, how long has that been now? Uh, 360 oh. era was around 2005, 2005, yeah, 2006, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. And we, for a standard triple a title, we have not seen that price increase. That's pretty incredible. And, uh, November 22nd, 2005. There, that sounds that sounds right. Uh, so that's kind of amazing. And um, who knows? Maybe it's good that they've stayed at sixty, and we've had to deal with loot boxes. Maybe that's better than it going to seventy, eighty dollars. You know, at least you have a. I, this is this is a, a point that you can argue with. You you have a choice when really, in a way, you kind of don't. But we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, that you know, you're getting a sixty dollar game, but really, is it? really $60 yeah, when they is it, say or have they I held back their content for their fucking $20 exactly. season pass or whatever like or have they tweaked the game's difficulty uh, in order to entice <laughs> you to purchase uh, XP boost or anything like that going with the Jim Sterling argument which I agree and disagree at certain points um, but I think ultimately it's probably for the better we have stuck to the $60 price point uh, but um, but you know that you're right. That money's got to come from somewhere, and um, I, I think we just do need to get some rules around what our current uh, model is for them to make up that shortfall, and yeah. uh, just put some rules around it. Keep the loot boxes. I'm not a fan of them, but I can see why they're there. But we probably need to have some uh, some rules around them. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I doubt the bill will pass. Uh, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> they'll probably die. I, there's just, I think at this point, as you said, it's a little too late. The the um, the uproar, the pitchforks, the torches are all kind of been put away, and we've kind of accepted a new normal. And now it's just going to be what's what's going to be the next new normal. What's that going to look like? Yeah. And um, but luckily, you know, I think we are blessed to have some developers who have uh, risen up 
from this who have said that uh, you know we're going to make a solid, uh, almost a triple level uh, title, and uh, leave out all that stuff. And like the the Witcher games, you know, those are excellent yeah. games that don't have any. I mean, they've got DLC and stuff, but no loot boxes. And yeah, but their DLC is actually worth it. It's, it's actually exactly. <laughs> it's almost a whole other game in today's yeah. standards. And uh, and the base game itself is fantastic. It's massive. You can, you can really get yourself lost. And even like the Elder Scrolls uh, with Skyrim was, you know, a good one in that. Uh, and mm-hmm. hopefully, the new one won't uh, be shitty uh, or do a lot of loot boxes and stuff. We can only hope. But um, but yeah, I think there's still. It's not all dark and gloomy, but I do think we need to hold them accountable, uh, especially with uh, trying to entice kids to spend their parents' money and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, so remember, like a couple years ago when Kanye went on that rant about his kids spending money on the phone or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, you spent two thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I just remember he like had a breakdown about that. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember at the um, at the first uh, just okay con, we were watching uh, T Pain. He streams. I didn't know he streamed until then. I like. I woke up from a nap and I kept on hearing this guy going, ah, 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 <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I was looking like, "Is that T Pain playing Overwatch on TV?" And it was. And he was talking about like, "Oh shit, I gotta buy all those um, Olympic skins for my daughter." And he was like talking about sending her like. Um, I guess Overwatch bucks or whatever they use for that stuff. It sent her like five hundred dollars worth of them, so she could get all the ones yeah, she wanted. Christ. I'm like, whoo, damn. Yeah. Whew. I mean, I know he's got it, but still, it's like, yikes. For real. Uh, okay. News done. Uh, that's the segue for that. I, I want to make I've got segues. One. If you don't mind me mentioning uh, sure. one item, uh, what'd you think of the Final Fantasy VII trailer? Uh, it looks good. I've got it pre-ordered. I bought it on Amazon when they were still doing like the, if you pre-order, it's like 5% off or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got that on like pre-order through Amazon. Uh, I like that they're changing the gameplay and stuff of it to make it more like a modern game and the voice acting and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. Sure. Sure. No, I, I feel the same way. You know, it's, uh, Man, it's kind of hard to believe it's happening. Because uh, we've heard of Final Fantasy VII remake since uh, the Pretty PlayStation much since Final 2 era. Fantasy VII came out, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. You know, it's been ages, and it's kind of amazing to actually see it. And, um, you know, I agree. I think I'm kind of torn because I, I really enjoyed the old school style of playing. But honestly, like other remakes we've seen that have been completely from the ground up, redone. Um, and they've kept like their old style. It just doesn't have the same feeling as yeah. it used to because you got all the pre graphics. And normally with those older games, they add in voice acting, as you said, and new music. And it just all doesn't work when you keep that same gameplay style. So I was against them going with this this new, I guess, like active battle mode or whatever. But uh, looking at it now, I'm kind of I'm with you. I'm happy they did because you just can't recapture 
that game's tone if you try to keep it with that same style i guess i guess what i'm saying makes sense i'm not sure you yeah. know with because it, it was a mix it wasn't just the gameplay that made final fantasy 7 so interesting it's that old music it was the text and reading it you know kind of making the voices as you go you know it really gets you invested where now it's going to be more like a movie so maybe it it really needs that updated gameplay so i'm with you there and i you know from what we heard of the voices i thought they sounded pretty good not not too bad it's kind of how i pictured them in my head yeah i mean uh yeah it's been a long time since i played seven and seven was never my favorite final fantasy i always thought it was a little overrated not a bad game by any means but people were like it's the greatest thing i've ever played i'm like i don't know about that but uh sure sure yeah i like nine a lot more but um yeah i think they need to update it i mean I play a lot of old games. I play, I go back and play old shit all the time. Uh, when people look back at old games, they are not, usually not how you remember them. Like, uh, when you're young or a kid and, like, they're new, like, they have this magic and it kind of fades over time. And, like, you can see they're dated. The mechanics are usually dated. And... Yeah, I think if they're going to remake games, they have to modernize them. I mean, Capcom did it with Resident Evil 2, and the game was great. Like, imagine if the new Resident Evil 2 had fucking tank controls, it would, I think, which I think you can turn on in the options. But how many people are doing that, you know? Because, sure. I mean, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not fun to deal with. And, right. yeah, right. so, like, a, a turn-based kind of thing, like, I don't really, I wouldn't want to deal with necessarily. And if you still want to do that, uh... Final Fantasy VII is not hard to get your hands on. It's not a rare thing. Uh, I, it's on, like, the PlayStation Store, I'm pretty sure. I I think it's on the Switch Store. I know, yeah. I think 9 is, at least. I don't know about 7. Even if you've got, like, an old PS1 kicking around, I think Final Fantasy VII is, like, 15, 20 bucks if you want the actual disc, like, on eBay. Like, it's, it's plus emulators. I mean, it's... It's easy to get your hands on if you want to play the old game. It's there. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. It. I am I am too. Ultimately, uh I think I've come around that I'm I'm happy they're they're uh, uh rebuilding it from the ground up cuz I think uh like what you said with Resident Evil 2, it's a great example that uh you know, don't don't confine them to it's got to be just like the original, just prettier. You know, tell, you know, tell the same or similar story, but you know, maybe have a new uh a new angle or uh, give a new flair to it that makes it, you know, maybe refreshing and still great for someone who's never played the original seven, but also something new and interesting for a returning player like ourselves. And, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's, I think it looks pretty good. I'm yeah. wondering if they're still going to do the epics episodic setup because originally that's what they were going to do. They say it's just too big of a game to release in one go, but I haven't heard them mention that again if it's going to be you know maybe one or two episodes a year or if they're just going to go full bore with a one single copy i I would prefer if they just did it even if we had to wait another three or four years yeah Yeah. let's just get the whole thing out the door i can understand the reasoning for it but you know it's gonna every every episodic thing that's ever come out i've stopped playing before it finished i think it's aside from uh one telltale game i don't remember the wolf one whatever the fuck that one was wolf among us yeah is that what it was called yeah i think that yeah i think that's the only episodic thing i've ever finished every other game where they've done that like i 
Because that's just how I play games. Like, I play the game, I set it down, I'm done. <laughs> Usually I don't right. pick it up again. So, yeah, when it's episodic, I, I play the first one. Then once the second one comes out, I'm already done. It's already passed. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> so, yeah, I hope I hope they don't do that. Uh, anything else? Um, do you give a shit about Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, right. No, they released that new Ghost Recon game. It's supposed to be kind of on the same level as Wildlands was. I think it's going to be another open world thing. I don't give a shit. Fuck <laughs> Ghost Recon. I didn't play and Wildlands. I, I wanted to. Uh, Corey I, played it a lot, I know. I got it for free when I got Division 2 and I might jump in and give it a shot. I I like the concept where you know have three other people play with you. You have a helicopter and a car and all that. But I I kind of I just miss the old Ghost Recon, especially like prior to like Ghost Recon Two when it was very um, Rainbow Six esque. You know, very open, but you had a it just felt very tactical. Uh, the Ghost Recon 2 was good as well, uh, especially some of the maps on those games for multiplayer were just insanely too large, but they were a blast. Um, the new ones, I don't know. I kind of I kind of miss the old style, but, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It looks like they're going more high tech route, which is it, that's fun. But yeah, other than that, it's it's another Ubisoft open world game and we just yeah, they're okay at doing those. Yeah, I'm just I didn't I haven't played a Ghost Recon game in so long, and then I I it's just one of those uh, things I kind of skip out on. I'm distracted now because uh, someone pulled up right outside my house, basically on the back road, and is blasting their stereo, and it's like shaking my wall. Holy shit! <laughs> That's wow. the yeah, fun part of living in the mic. The, uh, I don't the, hear a thing. <laughs> I see it popping up on the Audacity, so it might show up in the recording. We'll see. Uh, but that's the fun part of living on, like, half good, half bad neighborhood, is the back part of my <laughs> house is just hell. Uh, let's see. All right, news done. Uh, cool. I, wanna, I was saying I want to make, like, segues, maybe, but, like, I'm too lazy. <laughs> so I could just, <laughs> instead of having an abrupt cutoff every time. But um, I made a new segment that uh, I'll go first so you can kind of get an idea uh, sure. called Recommendations. Uh, and this is basically where we recommend anything for people to play or watch or read. Uh, just something that we think might be good or some people should check out or whatever. So, uh, I made this because I was thinking about a game uh, called The Secret World. That, uh, I think it came out like 2012. And yeah. it's a it's a MMO, although not really anymore. It's kind of like just an online single player thing, mostly. Uh, they remade it into Secret World Legends, where they did like a big gameplay kind of rework, sort of, to make it more single player. Uh, and I wanted to recommend this because it's been out seven years. It's required online, and I'm I can't imagine there's a huge player base to it anymore. So I I don't know when it'll shut down, 
but it's got to be probably getting around that time. Um, but it's a really good game. It's, like I said, even though it's an MMO, you can just play it single player, uh, which is kind of how it's designed, really. But it's set in, like, modern times, uh, and it's basically a huge homage to the horror genre. Uh, so if you like horror stuff, you should definitely check it out. Uh, but it's like kind of separated into three areas. Uh, the first is like small kind of like Northwestern town, America, and it plays homage to like, uh, Stephen King novels, uh, a bunch of like Native American, like lore, like Wendigos and stuff like that. Uh, sea creatures, there's Lovecraft, it's like the American kind of horror authors and stuff like that. Uh, second area, it goes you to, or like takes you to Egypt, and it does like, uh, uh, like, it deals with like ancient curses, uh, biblical stuff, mummies, that kind of stuff. And then the third area is Transylvania, so it's, or a Transylvania equivalent, so it's like werewolves and vampires, uh, old Soviet Russian, like, medical experiments, all this, it's, so, like, each area has its own kind of unique take on, like, horror lore, uh, the world is really fleshed out, uh, it's got pretty good voice acting, uh, yeah, there's, it's got, uh, a bunch of, like, really memorable quests and stuff like that to go on, uh, the puzzles in the game are, like, super difficult. Uh, you really have to rack your brain to kind of get past them. Uh, yeah, it's just a really good game. Uh, I feel like they haven't said anything, but I feel like it'll probably be going away soon just because it's reaching that age. And uh, I think people should try it out before they uh, get rid of it. I think it's worth playing. Wow, very nice. Yeah, that's one of those games that uh, came out during the big uh, MMO boom. And I uh, always thought it looked kind of interesting. I didn't realize uh, that was the theme of it. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a, a government conspiracy and stuff all over at the same time. I was very into it when it came out. Uh, I did raids and stuff on it with a, a group of friends probably around the time it came out. And uh, it was very good. And then, yeah, now it's free to play. Uh, it's more built around being a single player experience. Uh, anybody should just download on steam try it out uh it might be it might look a little dated at this point but it's still service uh serviceable and yeah uh i think it's great especially the puzzles like so i'd say you know play through it one time you could probably get a week or two of uh gameplay out of it and uh yeah oh very cool well i have a game that i want to recommend it's a little game called Judge Dread, Dread versus Death. <laughs> this is maybe one of my favorite bad games of all time. And really, it's not even that bad. Do you like tough men with guns that have like 10 million ammo types for different situations? Do you uh, like women with psychic abilities with big old titties? Fuck Do yeah. you also like the fattest character models I've ever seen in the, the whole world and like where their stomach is set upon like a tricycle 
because <laughs> that's the only way they can get around and you can shoot them by accident or on purpose. Then this is the game for you, my friend. It is so much fun. It came out on the, uh, I think it originally came out on the Xbox. Yeah, and, I'm looking uh, at it right now. PC release. Oh my god, it's it's so much fun. Uh it's so corny and cheesy. And uh, whoever they had to do uh Judge Dredd's voice was just wonderful. It's just it's perfect. Uh so if you like those old like late 90s, early 2000s shooters, I recommend it. You could probably pick it up on the the upcoming Steam summer sale for like $2. I don't know. I think I paid about the same. And it is a fun, fun time. The The gun mechanics are kind of cool. Like his his signature pistol. Like you've got just your regular ammo. You have like a rapid fire, flame rounds, uh, like a ricochet round. A couple of others I can't remember. But you also got other guns around the world you can pick up. But his pistol is the coolest one. It's just so iconic. Uh, so if you're if you're looking for a fun time, I, I highly recommend it. It's 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 a fun one. There's way better games to play. I just want you to play that one. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's on Steam for eight bucks. Uh, yeah, it looks like it originally came out Xbox, PS2, GameCube, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It looks fun. I'll, I'll probably play it. Yeah, it is. It's it's exactly what you uh, exactly what it looks like. You know, I think you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. I, I recommend it. All right. Uh, well, I, I think that's going to do it for the podcast or be it for the podcast. If I can talk, um, let's do, hold on. I didn't check if we had any questions. I don't think we do, but let me double check here real quick. Sure. Uh, 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 nope. Just, uh, YouTube notifications of me getting copyright claims. So yeah, no questions, but if you have questions, you can send them in to us at uh, secondhandgamers2 at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at secondhandgamers. I also recently uncovered my old Twitter account, uh, Mountain Sage, I think. I think that's what it is. It might be Tukos132. I'm also on Twitch at MNT underscore Sage. I got YouTube channels out the ass. I got Secondhand Gamers, Secondhand Reactions, Mountain Sage. Uh, I'm also, I hate saying I'm planning on doing anything because usually it never happens, but I've got maybe some videos in the works. I just need to sit down and make them. I've got the ideas written down. I just have to do it. So I might make some videos on, uh, the Mountain Sage channel. Maybe. Cool. You got your plugs, Biggie? Oh yeah, I just got two plugs. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Biggie Size89, or you can follow me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Biggie Size89. I've gotten incredibly lazy and haven't been streaming at all. And I feel really bad about it because I really have a fun time doing it. Uh but I'm gonna try to get back on back on schedule again. Uh work's just been killing me. Yeah. <laughs> I get home, I'm like, man, I just I just don't feel it. And I just know I'm, I'm just going to stay like, just sit there and just stare at the screen and just say something stupid. Um, I kind of like doing it on weekends, like in the mornings. It's, it's kind of fun. Cause I feel kind of energetic, you know, nice and rested and normally it's a good time, but I want I want to try to get back to it. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to sit and chat with people as I play, uh, something, uh, dumb like, uh, judge dread. 
which I, I might yeah. need to fire up, play through that again. Yeah, I haven't. I've like barely streamed this year. I think the last time I streamed was like uh, Resident Evil Two when I was playing that, and then I really haven't done too much more. So it's been a couple months since I've even streamed. But uh, usually I stream at the exact opposite. It's usually like two or three in the morning when I'm awake. So sure. Um, yeah, but all that stuff will be down in the description. Uh, and I guess that's it for the pod this week. Uh, all right. Send us questions. Yeah, send us questions. God damn. <laughs> send us some questions. I want to answer some questions. Well, I think we I need, might. We need next... listeners first. You, you oh, got to yeah, plug the pod, Biggie, every chance you get. I, I know it. I'm, I'm really bad at plugging anything. <laughs> I'll get better <laughs> at it. I'm going to round up some Yahoo gaming questions for next week because I want to answer some questions. I want to help some people. All right. So yeah, I, I'm going to do, do that. that but yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. It's, been, it's always yeah, a pleasure. It's no problem. I'm glad that you agreed because otherwise I would have no one to talk to because my other friends don't want to do podcasts. Oh, they're so much fun. You know, I just I have such a good time doing them. Oh, and if you've got any like one who wants to uh, guest on the pod, feel free to bring them. I don't really care sure. who's on here. Awesome. <laughs> so, sounds great. All right. Uh, well, we'll be back in a couple weeks, everybody. Bye. See ya.